Uh, make any New Year's resolutions? How are you doing a week or so in? Good? Not so good? Don't do those at all? Well, let me encourage you, if you have made something and it's, a, it's one that's uh, centered and uh, focused on getting to know God a little better, don't give up. If it was reading a, a Bible plan or getting into the God, into God's Word more, keep at it. Just because you miss a day, grab it the next day. Don't, don't get stuck in uh, maybe one day's mess up. Uh, let's pick ourselves up and, and keep going. And as we think about this new year, we're in this series called Fresh Start. And uh, really looking at just how we can have just a, a fresh start uh, to our faith. And just, just a quick review, if you weren't with us last week, uh, we, we begin to look at a few things that will help us in that, in that regard. Now one, uh, the, the question that we asked was this, if we could just sit down and we just had a heart to heart, and, and I asked you, you know, where are you right now in your faith? I mean, is it, is it thriving? Is it kind of a roller coaster of seasons? Or is it really just kind of blah right now? This kind of blah, almost non-existent. Now, a quote that I left out that I, I've been thinking about is this. It's, it's a, by a guy named W.L. Bateman, and he says this. If you keep on doing what you've always done, you'll keep on getting what you always got. So if you're kind of in that blah place and you keep doing the same thing, guess what? It's going to be blah, all right? And so we're looking at some fresh ways that we can look at, at how, we can, and how we can really focus and seek God in our lives. And and the verse that we're looking at is this, Matthew 6, and it says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. A couple of things from the first week were this, that if we want a really a fresh start, we need to put God first in our day. It's such an important part of the day, so focusing on prayer. We, you know, you've got that sleepy face, head in the morning, but your, your phone usually is in arm's length isn't it? That you can begin to start your day with God's Word uh, with a, a version Bible app and, and begin to, to maybe even just grab your Bible and start the day with the Lord and, and just spending some time with Him. Uh, in my favorite place to pray is that sleepy place before and after, right when you're going to sleep and right when you wake up in the morning. It's like, I don't want to get out of bed in the morning, but you just have that time that you can just hover in and just spend time with God. Another thing is just putting God first in, in your finances, and, and also putting God first in our worship, really putting uh, just the focus of your week, starting off with being here and, and worshiping God and being in God's presence uh, with other people in the community. Now this week we want to talk about how we can have a spiritual detox. Now has anyone ever had done a detox diet before? You can raise your hand or shake your head. You've, have you heard of these things? They're kind of out there now. They're more present. There's like fruits and veggie detoxes that you can do. Now, basically, this is to try to get the toxins out of your body. You with me here? Okay. There's different ones that you can do that are out there. I confess you have never tried one. I tried diet pills once. That did not go well. Those kind that you hear on the, the TV and the, and the radio, don't try those. Those are bad for you. They're not good. But detoxes, apparently they get the toxins out of your body, and they really make you very aware of what's in your body, which sometimes I can't stand. The Bloomin' Onion, I think maybe is one of the greatest things ever made. Have you ever had the Bloomin' Onion from, from Outback before? I mean, it's just a little piece of heaven. Uh, it's delicious. If this was the manna that came down from, from heaven, that the Egyptians would have stayed, or the Israelites would have stayed in the desert forever. I mean, it's amazing. But then I found out how many calories are in the Bloomin' Onion. Do you know how many calories? 
2,000, 2,000 calories are in this thing. In fact, I'm just going to ruin your day. There's this website called calorieking.com, okay? Calorieking.com. You go to this website. They tell you all those great foods that we love to get in the the fast food uh, lines. They tell you exactly how many calories are in there. And then they add just a, a second burn on there. They tell you how many hours it would take to walk off one of these things or other things. 540 hours to walk off one of these jokers, okay? You would have to run for 222 minutes to burn the calories from a blooming onion. Ah, now, just relax. This is not a health uh, message in any way, okay? The altars would all be full at the end, and we would all be confessing, right? We're not going that direction. Uh, another uh, thing, though, just a, one more just poke for us. I, I, your life will be totally changed if you ever see the movie Super Size Me about McDonald's. You just, you will not eat fast food ever again. So if you really need that, you need, just watch this movie and see what really happens at, at some of these places and things that go in the food that we, we eat. But it's not, like I said, it's not a health uh, food message in any way. But, but what we want to talk about is some of the, the, the toxins and the, the things that we, we are exposed to that we need to be aware of. We need to be aware of because they have an effect on our heart in our life, and they can be detrimental to our faith. Now, what was that? Matthew 6, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, his righteousness, his way, his direction, his, his calling, his, his God in our life. And, and righteousness is this word, it means integrity. It's about this pure life, and it means virtue, and this, the correct way of thinking and living, and this is following God and his path. Now, the context for today's discussion is going to be the book of Numbers. To the front of your Bible, if you want to start to turn there, Numbers chapter 13 and 14. Now, where we're going to be at is, is a place that's familiar in Israel's history. Everything for, for, for Jews and for the, the, the people of God is really the, the, just the monumental event is the Exodus, the delivering from, from Egypt to the promised land that God had for his people. You've, if you've seen the Prince of Egypt, you know what I'm talking about. You've got plagues, you've got all kinds of things that led the people out. So at this point in the story, here's where we're at. They were in Egypt. They were slaves, and they were under Pharaoh's rule. And who shows up? Moses shows up, and God uses plagues to get them out of Egypt, to rescue his people. They're in the desert. What happens in the desert? They don't have anything to eat and to drink. What happens? God provides actually food, manna from heaven, and water for the people as well. And they're all, they're going a certain direction. They're going with God's lead in mind. They're going to this promised land, this place where God has for them. This place is going to be amazing. It's going to be full of milk and honey. That's what the description. It's going to be just a place that's full of of good food and and great soil and and places to build. And, And this is where God wants his people to live. Now, here we are at the very edge. They've gone through the desert. They're at the, the edge of the promised land. And so what does Moses do? He sends out 12 people, 12 people that represent each tribe uh, of the, the people of Israel. And they're going to go and they're going to explore. He said, go and check out this land. See if they have fortified walls. Check out the people that live there. See if the, the soil is good. Even bring back samples of the food. And so that's, that's where we're at, at, at Numbers chapter 13, verse 25. Let's pick it up there. 
After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing full of milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. The descendants of Anak, the Amalekites live in Negev, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we travel through and explore will devour anyone who goes to live there. And all the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Then the whole community began to weep out loud and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even out here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in the battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to to return to Egypt? Then they plotted amongst themselves, let's choose a leader, a new leader, and go back to Egypt. There are things in our lives that can be toxic, and there are people in our lives that can be toxic, that can lead us the wrong direction. So some observations we have as we think about this text, we need to be aware of toxic people. Be aware of toxic people. These people, they send out these spies, and what happens? 10 of them come back and say, Even though God has told us this is where we're supposed to go, this is the direction we're supposed to go, we can't do it. They're huge there. We're like grasshoppers, and they think that we're grasshoppers too. I mean, this land is great, but we can't do it. We can't. It's impossible. And there's these people, these people just, they swayed the crowd into thinking that their way was the right way. There's people around us that couldn't possibly uh, corrupt our lives. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three that says this: Don't be misled, don't don't be fooled, folks. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Now we tell our kids this, but it's not family worship Sunday. We tell our kids this, but do we believe that ourselves? Do we believe that ourselves? Uh, principle, I think that that it's so true, and it's probably something we've all said before. You will become like the people that you surround yourself with. You will become like the people you surround yourself with. Uh, a, a speaker, Jim Rohn, said this famously. We are, are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Now begin to think about the people you spend the most time with and how they have influenced you and how you begin to think about the things that they say and the things they do. Have you ever noticed that you take on the traits of other people? Have you had that moment where you go, that's exactly what my dad says? That's exactly what my mom, how she reacts to this, or she does certain things, or certain friends that you begin to have their humor, or they begin, you begin to have their traits. 
that's, that's the influence that people have on us. And there's different types of toxic people. Uh, and we're going to look at two really quick and, and, and more focused. The first kind of toxic person, I'm going to call the constant critic. Now, you can call these, these people uh, doubters or dream killers, or my friend, the lyrical poet Tay-Tay would say, haters going to hate, 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 players. I think it's players going to play, 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 and then haters going to hate, hate, hate. Twilight, you knew what I was talking about, didn't you? Okay. Um, there are people in our lives that are just constant critics. I mean, they're just critical people. And they're, they're, there's always something negative spewing out of their mouth. And, and there's bitterness and there's just, just throwing stones at everything. There's nothing good. There's always something bad about something. They always pull out the negative. It doesn't matter what they see or view or, 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 or a part of. And I, I love one, one person said they're, they're joy vampires because they suck the life out of everything. I don't know if you know anybody like that in your life, but they have the spiritual gift of complaining, the spiritual gift. I don't know if that's a spiritual gift, that's a gift. But in these people, they, they begin to pull this out of us as well. Have you ever felt that before? 2 Timothy 2, 16 through 17 says it this way. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly, less and less like Christ. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Now, have you ever seen gangrene before? Have you ever, oh, we're not gonna, we're going to show a picture. Now, before we show the pictures, I'm gonna warn you, it's not pretty, all right? It's not pretty. Turn away if, if you can't handle it, okay? All right, we don't want any, uh, we, we just cleaned the carpets. We don't want anything going on here, okay? So turn away if you need to. I'll tell you when it's over. A couple of pictures here. They are. This is what uh, gangrene looks like. Now that's, yeah, it's, yeah. Ooh. It begins to just starts usually at fingertips and toes and just begins to spread. Ugh. Okay, done. You can look now. Now I don't want to, uh, I don't want to show any more, but just to get that, I want that visual in your mind. But that's what godless chatter, when it gets, it just spreads. And one word, if I think it's the NIV, says it spreads like cancer. It's just a cancer. And, and it brings people down. Now, can we be honest? We, we think, well, that doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't affect me. That doesn't affect, I'm strong, I can, I can handle that. But we need to be aware that they will, people that are like this will distract us from what God wants us to do and where his spirit is leading us in our lives. And they, they take away, they rob us from joy. They rob us from the freedom and the, the encouragement we should have in Christ. There's another group of people, the tempters. There are people that are constantly tempting us. Now, I, when I think about tempters, I think about my friend Eldrick when I was in the third grade. I've told some of you this story before. But I was in the third grade, we're at music class, and there was a chalkboard that we were not allowed to write on. We're not allowed basically to touch. It was like the holy chalkboard. And our teacher said, you cannot touch this board and my friend Eldrick double dog dared me in the third grade, which that's like the ultimate. You can't, like if you're, you're, you're not much of a man in the third grade, but if you, if you have any manhood at all, you have to defend it in that moment that you dared like that to write a cuss word on the board. A cuss word, okay? So I, I had to take this challenge and there I just, be, I didn't, I, okay, cuss word. It began to just write this word on the board, and I just suddenly felt this presence, this heat on my 
just like a chill on my neck as my teacher was just right there over my shoulders. And all I could do was just cover it up. Now, I've lamented this moment many times in my life. Why didn't I just erase it with my hand? But no, I didn't do, go that direction. She forces me to open my hand up, and there's the cuss word, S-E-X, for my whole class to see. <laughs> like, and the look on her face. I wish I would have written another word because she was just like, the, just a mortified look. But just the temptation that you have, that other people put on you, they just begin to draw you in. And just it, Some people use different tactics on how to do that, just to put the pressure on you. Uh, and sometimes it's in situations that, you know, it doesn't seem like a, that big of a deal. Have you ever been around someone that always is pushing you to buy something that you know you shouldn't buy or to spend more that, that your budget would allow? And just that, well, you need to get this. You, you need to have this. And it's that, that constant kind of poke and, and pressure along the way. Sometimes it's, it's just different lines that God wants to, he, they're, they're trying to push us through and, and buy. Now, just give you a little a trend watching. Like, look at the trends in your life. Go back to the places that you, maybe you said something you wish you wouldn't have said. Maybe you did something, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You've gone places where you, you know, man, why did I go there? I knew what was going to happen when I went there. Here's the question. Who was present with you in those situations? Maybe that's the person that just jumps in. It's a toxic person in, in your life. I want to give you some uh, boundaries, or some, some actually boundaries is the first thing, but some practical ways that we can help ourselves uh, with these situations and, and toxic people. We need to create boundaries. You know, maybe there's some people in your life that you would just say, I've got to go to work with these people. I've got to go to work with that person. I just feel your language just changes when you're around them. Like you're starting to use words that you know you would never use these words. But when you're around a certain person, it begins to just kind of pull that out of you and tempt you in certain directions. Create boundaries, places where you're, you're not going to go. When I was, uh, the church that I was growing up in, in South Carolina, the pastor there, um, ton of respect I had a ton of respect for led our church there for several years and it suddenly came out that he had several 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 affairs while he was in ministry it was devastating for our church and for uh for me personally because this was a spiritual mentor for for me for us and I had the opportunity a couple years later this 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 gentleman was actually when I became a youth pastor his mom went to the church that I was the youth pastor at. And he was attending the church. And one day he invited me to go to a basketball game with him, which I felt was like the most awkward moment you could possibly have and think of because he knows what I'm thinking and, and I know what he's thinking. It just is this weird moment. And we were struggling for conversation. In the middle of that, though, he said this. It, it, just, it just, I'm brand new in ministry. And he says, Matt, don't ever make a mistake that I made. Never go the places that I went. Do whatever it takes to avoid that. And, and when I heard that, I began to think about boundaries in my life in places that I, didn't, I just didn't want to be tempted in those areas. And so I began to put some pretty, I get made fun of these sometimes. I, and, and in our office, people know I'm not going to go to lunch or even ride in a vehicle 
with another female by myself. Not going to happen. Doesn't matter who you are, what the situation is. That's put me in some awkward positions uh, with, as a youth pastor sometimes. I've had to, to make some calls and get people to come help and do certain things. I'm, I'm not going to be in those positions. I'm going to create boundaries in my life that are going to prevent me from being influenced by anyone. And, and you need to create some boundaries in your life as well. You need to keep leverage. Always keep leverage. And the question is this. Are you being influenced by people, or are they influencing you? Are you being influenced, or are they influencing you? Now, we see the numbers, 12 spies, 10 come back. The numbers are not on Caleb and Joshua's side. The leverage was there, and they swayed the people. Now, what positions do you put yourself in to be influenced? Maybe you need to turn the numbers you go into lunch with someone, you, oh, when you go to lunch with this person, it's always the same kind of conversation. Bring people that are godly influences in your life to these situations so the numbers are in your favor. Spend more time with the people that inspire you toward Christ instead of the people that pull you away from Christ. I would love to hang out with Caleb. I mean, that takes a lot of guts in the midst of an army, a, a, a group of people that were saying, no, we can't. And he's stepping up and saying, of course we can because God is on our side. And if God is on your side, we can do it. It's the same kind of voice that David had when he was facing the giant. Those are the kind of people that you need to surround yourself with. We've got amazing people in our community that are like that. Maybe you need to say, yeah, I'd love to go to lunch with that person. I guarantee that that person would say yes. I I just see these qualities and their traits in their lives. Maybe it's in... In, in business, maybe it's in family and life. Man, I, I just love that. About, I want to spend some time with that person. Ask for a lunch. I know that they would, would be willing to do that. And there, this last just basic principle for this section is this. There are some people you need to unfollow, and there are some people that you need to unfriend. This is a tough one. I mean, I, something that's been very liberating for me on Facebook is there's this thing called unfollowing people. I'm sure everyone knows this, but I just recently discovered it. They won't know that you're not friends anymore, but you don't see their posts. You don't see the things that they put out there. And what I discovered was this. When I was seeing everything that was coming from people, it began to influence the way I looked at them. And also, it would begin to cause me to think things that I didn't want to think. And I didn't want to feel toward them, sometimes negative things. And so I began to unfollow people. I followed a lot of people. Just because, quite honestly, when I see, have conversations with people, I don't want to think this is scanning through my mind or things that they would post. And sometimes you've got to unfriend people. There are people in your life that you look in your life and you go, man, these are the direct cause of some of the, the biggest heartache in my life. And I'm, as much as I love this person, I've got to totally limit the way that they're going to influence me. And I need to break it off. Quite honestly, you just need to tell them that. You need to tell them that. Next is this. We have some toxic influences. Toxic influences. We know that we have tons of influences in our life, and one of the biggest things that influences is media. We are surrounded. We have media everywhere. You look, I saw the stat this week, 110 times on average that someone looks at their phone every day. Some people to the height of 900 times they look and pull out their phone. 900 times they peek at their phone. So if you've ever asked yourself the question, if you ever, maybe you're like, where are you at in that number? You're, you're scanning through your mind right now, aren't you? Are you on the low end? Or are you in the high end of how many times you look at your phone throughout? All right. Now, 
If you've ever asked yourself this question before, I have, how in the world does this website make money? Like, I don't, what are, I mean, how are they making money and how are they so valuable? It's because we are influenced by media, movies, music, all these things. Why is it going to cost so many millions of dollars to, to run a commercial at the Super Bowl? Because they're so powerful. They're so, so powerful. Now, every year, uh, I would, when I was a youth pastor, I would do a, a, an illustration. It would be similar but a little different. And it basically involved a, a, a mixer. And I would pull and I would make, I make very few things well, but I make an orange Julius. Have you ever had an orange Julius before at the mall? I make an orange Julius very well. Now, I would make an orange Julius and say, oh, look how amazing this is. Isn't this delicious? And then the next time around, I would say, anybody want more? And everybody would raise their hand. And I would put, the second time around, I would begin to th- put things, you guys remember this? Uh, dog food. Uh, when I had a dog, Peyton, I would use something else the dog would do. And uh, what are those little, those little fish called? Sardines, thank you. Sardines, and I would put those in the blender with all the other ingredients, okay? This is, you know, the garbage in, garbage out message, okay? And begin to think about, okay, if you just add a little bit of junk, a little bit of just ugh in your life and the things that you consume, do you think that stuff just disappears, that you can just like filter that out of your body? Now, here's the challenge. We put these restrictions, kids, just muffle ears for a second. We put these restrictions on our kids' lives, but we don't gain that filter when you turn 18, by the way. You know that, right? We, we can, when we consume that, it affects us, all right? Now, this is the biggest poke for me this week, okay? This is the biggest poke for me. This is what I believe we all need to do on a regular basis. We need to constantly evaluate the toxic influences that are affecting us, that are putting into our, our ears, into our, what our eyes view. We constantly need to do that. And if you're not, maybe you need to go back to that first question. Where's your spiritual relationship with God? Is it thriving or is it, uh? Maybe this is the area that is just pulling you down. It is just sucking the God life out of what he has for you. Romans 12, 1 and 2, it's a great passage. It's familiar. This is the message version. It says this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Fix your attention onto God. You will be changed from the out side in from the inside out there you go so what are some of these what are some ways that we can limit these toxic things these toxic influences in our lives can i give you just a couple of tips avoid the obvious stop sign the obvious stop sign here's the obvious stop sign is in the movie uh christmas with the christmas movie we saw with our family was unbroken good movie uh about uh basically a lot of just the struggle and overcoming and some of you have seen that in the uh, previews we were watching a movie I'm sitting beside my mother and suddenly the preview for 50 shades of gray comes on awkward <laughs> and in the middle of that as soon as the preview the, is over the person who views it says this I ain't into that mommy porn which made it even more awkward <laughs> When you're sitting by your mommy, uh, in a redneck voice, just like that, okay? Can we just be honest? There are some things that are 
obvious that we should not view. Okay, I don't need to like just put a just you know list the different things, but you see them and you go, absolutely. That's an obvious, folks. Okay, when you see S N S F W not suitable for work on something, it's not suitable anytime, not just at work. If you ever have that moment where you click on something and suddenly you you turn the angle of your computer because you don't want someone to see it. Obvious stop sign, folks. Obvious stop sign. Don't go there. Don't go there. First Thessalonians tells us this. Test everything. Hold on to the good and stay away from every kind of evil. Now, I told you, this is mine, okay? Because there's some things that I just begin to have this moment where I go, you know what? I can, I can handle that. I can filter that. And then I have one of those moments, like I did a couple of weeks ago, where we were going on a double date uh, with another staff couple. And we go to a movie, and we didn't do our homework on the movie. And suddenly, we're watching something that just, you, you've had that moment before. If you weren't with church people, it maybe it would bother you, but it really just like, whoa, hyper. Like, think about what if we watched everything you watched on this screen together in this room, awkward, 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 it gets worse. That's a great filter, okay? If you need a filter, that is it. Can you watch it on this massive screen? But I have those pokes every now and then to go, suddenly I realize the lyrics of a song. Have you had that moment where like, they're, they're singing about sex in that song, and you had that, you've had that moment, I've had that moment, and you go, man, I need, to, I need to take a second. I take a moment. A couple of things you can do. A couple of things you can do as well. You can, and you, you can look at the things that you're consuming. We, we talked about some of these obvious things, but just, just another practical thing for you. Maybe you want to write down, what are the five or six websites that are your regular sites? I think everybody has like, okay, these are your regular ones that you jump on. Like there's just this, carousel of the ones that you go to all the time. You're so familiar with it, you can, your hands just go there without even, you know, thinking about it. Maybe you need to evaluate those. I, I, I shared with you a couple weeks ago, there was one site that every time I went there, it's just vulgar sports stuff. It's just kind of in a vulgar language talking about sports. Like, why am I consuming? I don't need that. There's, there's a thousand other sports sites that I can go to that I don't need that. So that is just, anytime I, my fingers start to go there, I'm not going there. I don't need that. I need to consume that. Begin to evaluate everything. Maybe you need to take a fast. Right now I'm taking a fast other than messaging on Facebook. I'm trying to message people because that's almost like email nowadays. I don't, I'm not getting on Facebook because I just need to take a step back. And if you can't do that, if that's some kind of social media site or whatever, you can't take a step back, that's a massive red flag for all of us that we're so dependent on things. But they can create toxic things in us. Philippians 4.8 says this, Oh, now, and now, dear brothers, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. These toxic things, these people that can be influences, these outside influences, media influences, they can, basically what they're doing is they're creating toxic mindsets in all of us. They're creating things that are not the will of God for our lives. 
God is telling us to go this direction. God is calling us to go this way. The promised land is right here. The, 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 the joy and the hope and the purpose that God is calling for, you're, you're there. But you're listening to outside things that are pulling you back from what God has for you. That's exactly what happened to the people when they were right outside the, just the border of the promised land. And what happened? It kept them from going in. They listened to the, 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 the ten. Then the whole community began weeping aloud and they cried out in their voices in a chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. God had clearly given them the land. He'd done all these great things and he, they missed it. Why is the Lord taking us from this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones carried off in plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? God's desire for us is to live following his guidance and his, his direction in our lives. And maybe we need to fight some toxic mindsets with God's truth, with God's truth. When those things begin to pop in your mind, maybe you need to have some scripture that just jumps out of your mouth. It's the first thing that just comes to your head and your heart. When you're beginning to, you're around people and you're thinking about certain things, just scripture just popping out of your head. That's why it's so important that we begin to memorize and think about scripture. The worship band, you guys can come on up. Maybe today you had these feelings of, of being afraid and being alone, and maybe you need to memorize Deuteronomy 31.6 that says this, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never fail nor abandon you. Maybe you feel like today that your past is too big to be forgiven. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says this, but he said to me, my grace is enough. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Maybe Satan is reminding you of past mistakes and you need to hear Romans 8, 1 and 2. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power that sin leads us to death. And maybe you're just constantly stressed. You have worry on your heart and your mind, and you need to replace that. You need to replace it with Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Always, always be full of joy. How can we do that? How can we do that? Rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considering all that you do. Remember the Lord is coming. Don't worry about anything. Instead, replace that with prayer. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then you'll experience what? You'll experience God's peace. Take stress, replace it with peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Maybe today you, are, you just feel tempted. You're constantly tempted. Maybe you're surrounded by people that are tempting you. There's things in your life that are tempting you. And you need to have 1 Corinthians 10 on your mind. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. Maybe you're saying to yourself, man, what I'm going through, no one else knows about. No one else is experiencing. It's a lie. God tells us in his word that these are common to man. And God is, what is he? He's faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But instead, when you are tempted, he's going to provide a way out for you. Stand under that truth. Look for a way out of temptation that comes. This morning, as we, we get ready to pray, I was cleaning out the garage and uh, saw Noah's bike yesterday. 
and I uh, had one of those flashback dad moments. I feel like I'm getting old because you have those kind of flashback moments. The day that Noah learned how to, to ride his bike for the first time. And I don't know if you remember that moment when you were a dad or a kid, but it's, it's a little bit of fun and a little bit of fear because it's that moment where you're trying to you're kind of coach up your, your child, you're trying to tell them the, the mechanics of what's going to happen. And, and, and really there's this moment of just total fear where it's just like, I've had the training wheels on and I just, I just don't, I'm going to fall. And I have to trust what my dad is saying. And I have to, to go and be led by him. And it's this back and forth. And there's this great moments when they get it. When they get it. And for the first time, they're riding their bike for the first time. God is leading us. There's this moment. You have to trust God. You have to trust God and let go of the, the fear and the things that are holding us down, holding us back in your life. So with that thought in mind, would you bow your head and close your eyes? And you would say in your heart of hearts, you would, you would say, as I've just listened this morning, I've heard God's word and God's just kind of spoken to me that you would say, there are some people in my life that are, are toxic. They're just toxic people. They've influenced me in the wrong directions and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I need help. I need God's help. If that's you this morning, just, just raise your hand. No one's looking around. Maybe you would say this morning that I've got some influences in my life that I allowed to, to shape and mold me. Some Maybe it's media, maybe, maybe it's nothing like that, but it's just an influence that's just pulling you away from what God has for you. If that's you this morning, just, just raise your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. I think this is a message, honestly, for all of us. It's certainly a message for me as we always have to be aware of, of the things that are influencing us and pulling us. God, you're so good to us, Lord. Thank you for my friends that are here today. God, I thank you for the journey they are on with you, God, as they are walking by faith and, and seeking you, God. We want more than anything to do your will, to follow you, to seek your righteousness, your right, right way of living, your right direction your purity in our lives, your, your hope in our lives, your joy in our lives, God. We want to be more and more like you, God. We don't want to be defeated. We want to live victoriously. God, I pray that you would help my friends today. God, may there are people in their, their life, God, I pray that you would give them wisdom, Lord, on, on how to set boundaries and how to begin to limit their influence on them. Lord, if there's a situation today that they just need to unfriend, somebody needs to just cut somebody off in their life because it is just been too toxic for too long and, and just limiting someone is not going to do there. God, I pray that you would give wisdom on when to do that and how to do that. God, I pray for that person this morning that is just consuming their head and their heart with influences or things that are, 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 are not of you and are causing, uh, causing sin in, in our hearts and our lives, God. Lord, I, I pray that you would just Make us keenly aware. Open our eyes to the things that we consume, Jesus. And Lord, help us to be radical in the steps that we would take to, to weed that out of our hearts and our lives. God, we want to seek your face, Lord. God, I pray, that, Lord, for forgiveness today, God. Lord, I pray for forgiveness. Lord, we, we, all, we, we need you, Lord. 
we need it in this area of our lives, God. And the forgiveness we need, Lord, is to, say, to stop saying, it's all about me and I am in control of these things. I can choose this and I can choose that. And Lord, we know that's a Lordship thing, Lord. We're saying, I am God and you are not. Jesus, I pray that you would free us from that mindset and, and, and set our hearts free to you, Jesus, Lord, and truly follow you in every area, Lord, of our lives, Jesus, because we know that you are able. You are more than able to do more than we can ask or imagine. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give freedom today. In your name, we pray these things. Amen. Would you stand with me today? And let's sing a victorious song about what God can do in our lives. He is able. Thank you.